Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Dominic Rainey, and I'm your host today. Uh, Mike Salmon's our producer. He's sitting right over there, smiling. Hey, Mike, uh, what do you think about this weather, this sweater weather now? It doesn't get any better than this. I love it. I do, too. Great time of the year. It's, it's awesome. The other thing I love is we got a great show lineup today. So let's get started. Uh, we've got some great guests uh, from A Pocket Company. We have Jim Clark and Les Adkins. And with Keyworth Bank, we have Neil Stevens. Thank you all for joining us today. And uh, Jim, we're eager to hear about your new venture. So uh, why don't you get started and uh, tell us a little bit about A Pocket and what you guys do there. Thanks, uh, Dominic. Uh, the A Pocket Company uh, is a social uh, relationship management platform we're developing uh, to help people, uh, business people, become deeper in their relationship with key contacts. Unlike some social media platforms, it's about quantity. Ours is about quality. Great. I see you're the president and CEO of the company. And Neil, you've got an interesting, or uh, excuse me, <laughs> Les, you've got an interesting uh, title, Chief Social and Strategy Officer. Yeah, it came about, um, I've been in uh, social media for about seven years, uh, have owned my own company for five, and help companies with social business strategy through whole brain, um, taking a whole brain approach that was developed by a gentleman by the name of Ned Herman, uh, which is located out of Herman International in Lakewood, North Carolina. And so I joined the team with A-Pocket um, and helping them to develop a, uh, a quality uh, platform that allows uh, business people and individuals to help collaborate and innovate uh, the actual platform. So we're going to, we think it's going to be a really good, different way of hopping on a platform. So how'd you guys get started with this idea, A Pocket Company? <laughs> Interesting name. Uh, I was taking a uh, training class with David Alexander, uh, networking like a pro, um, and uh, learned that I was networking all the wrong ways. Uh, and in the class, he tried to make a, a few key points, being that, um, when you go to a networking event, you wanted to identify people you wanted to meet, make a good first impression, and uh, try to get a, a meeting scheduled outside of that, for coffee, lunch, whatever. Um, and so I came up with the idea of a, a product that would increase the probability that contact would have lunch with you. Mm -hmm. um, and so in identifying those people that you want to meet, spend time with them, invest both time and capital in that relationship, uh, you kind of designated that pocket you'd have in your jacket as the A pocket where you're putting those uh, potential difference makers. Yeah, the old elevator pitch in, in those networking groups. That's what they talk about. How do you get your message across very quickly? Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about A pocket's connection. What, what, what makes a connection for A pocket? It basically, it's a difference maker. It's someone who you see that's going to make a difference in your business, someone who's going to lead you to business. Uh, not necessarily directly as a customer, but, uh, you know, maybe Neil can uh, introduce me to someone. Mm. Uh, so, Basically, it's someone who's going to add value to not only your you – know, someone who adds value to your professional business and personal life. So most people have – I don't know how many connections you have on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter and things of that nature, but what we're doing is we're making people think. You can still have 
several connections, but the A pocket is going to be the, your key quality people. So you might have 25, someone else might have 50. Uh, we're going to limit it, I believe, to about 100 uh, starting off with, and that'll shrink actually as we move forward. So it's just a different twist or, uh, it, you know, to social media? Is yeah, it's, it's kind of a different twist to social media. There's some other platforms that are doing specific things that, that we're, our platform is going to bring all together. Um, so one of the biggest things is like a LinkedIn, you have tons of business contacts on there. Then you have Facebook that have business and personal. And then you have Twitter that actually has personal and business. So what we're going to do is we're going to create, we, cut, we jokingly, actually not jokingly, when we were developing it, called it a sandbox. So we're going to let people come to our um, platform, use it, play in it, and then tell us what they want, what they like, what they don't like. So unlike a Facebook where they come out with a new twist every month or every three months, and people are screaming and yelling going, I hate this. I hate the way the new timeline looks. I hate the way that I can't see my messages now. We're going to allow the individual and the user to tell us what they want, and we're going to provide those tools for them. So, uh, you know, Eight Pockets, uh, it's a great name. I, I just love it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it, dr it drives curiosity. Uh, what makes Eight Pocket different in reality? I mean, it's, it's uh, just a whole different, you're just kind of collaborating down to a, a narrow field of, of, of connections. Yeah, that, and I'm going to let Jim kind of take this one as well, but we're adding some tools that actually also allow you to deepen your relationships, so from a gift card or loyalty reward cards as well. So I'll let Jim explain that one. Yeah, we, uh, we've, we've got a patent pending on a, on a gifting product. So the key thing is being able to reward those referrals. Uh, so instead of uh, me getting a, a gift card from Starbucks, it has, it has no connection to your brand. Uh, so we're, the, uh, the product will be able to uh, brand your, your business or your family, however you want to do it, uh, as well as some other uh, personalization uh, capabilities. So it's a personal and business. Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we talked about making being a difference maker uh, or making a lasting impression, it, you know, being able to cross that bridge from just pure business to being able to personalize it. Uh, Les talks all the time about you know being able doing business with people you trust. Uh, so uh, that's that's where we're trying to go. And the nice thing also to be a digital. So I bet every one of us has gift cards in a in a drawer somewhere that when you pull up and you're like, oh, he gave me this gift card and. Is it still, does it still work? And, you know, at the end of the year, you try to see which ones work and which ones don't. They even have gigantic companies have been built buying back gift cards. Well, this gift card or reward card will be a digital card that will always stay on your digital device, and it'll stay in the cloud as well. So if you change your phone, you'll be able to actually download it. You'll always know who it's from. And the nice thing about it, let's say that, Dominic, you want to, uh, I'm, I'm one of your clients, let's say, and then you want to give me a Christmas present, but you don't really want to have to spend, you know, go out and give 20 people Christmas presents. Well, you can, let's say we've had lunch, you sent me a card already, you can just put more money on the card and then notify me to say, hey, Merry Christmas, uh, have a nice uh, cup of coffee or have a nice dinner at, or, you know, go up, go down the street and, and uh, you know, buy something at Goffsmith, something of that nature. So we're going to have different... Um, merchant, we're getting ready to partner with different merchants that allow you to pick what you want to do. So it won't be just a Starbucks. It won't be just a restaurant. We're going to look at Home Depot, Lowe's, Goffsmith, PGA Tour stores, all those type of things that we're looking at and talking to. 
So. Well, that would have been great. I could have used that for my brother's birthday last week. Exactly, exactly. And it's going to be one of those platforms, like you just said, I could have used that for my brother's birthday. You can use that for your college graduation. Or you can use it to deepen that business relationship uh, to make sure that you keep them on top of mind. I mean, we're great for banks, you know, wanting to continue customers and things of that nature and things that uh, from that perspective. So we think we have a pretty good platform. I've been in this business for a while, and I think that this – I wouldn't have gotten in it if I didn't think it was a, a pretty good uh, – pretty good idea and available for professionals yeah i know you know you guys have speak a little different language too i, I was looking at your profile and i see 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 words and terms <laughs> like disruptive technology yeah fighting through the noise let's let's talk a little bit about that uh what's this disruptive technology i mean this uh you're changing technology wearable technology what are those yeah things so mean? so there's game changers if you follow technology at all um you it's it's not your mom's phone right uh, it's basically uh, they've got uh, Google Glasses, which if you don't know what those are, saw those Saturday Night Lives did a great job on showing those. Uh, I was just at an event, uh, Mobility Live here in Atlanta, where a couple people were walking around with some uh, of the Google Glasses. And there's different mobile companies that are coming out with different things similar to that. Plus, there's really a cool thing now that um, it looks like a watch. Uh, it's not a watch uh, that you can actually... It'll notify you if you get a, a call on your phone, and it also the text will pop up on it, and so you can actually text right from your wrist. So we're getting into the Star Trek, Star Wars type there, yeah. and uh, but it's a reality now. And so with smart cars, smartphones, smart appliances, those type of things, one of the things with our patent pending, uh, and also our plans for a pocket is to move forward as part of that technology, not against it. So it's kind of a game changer, and we're hoping to. Uh, innovate and, and provide portions that it won't be uh, we'll be able to change with as the technology changes evolved as opposed to the old model of okay the technology evolved to business we see now that business technology is evolving to the individual and business has to change and we want to be a catalyst for that and uh, what, what's this whole brain approach mean what i saw that list. i'll tell you I'll t the easiest way I've, I've i've learned to describe this that makes everybody be able to understand it is this Everybody in this room has somebody that you meet and you just click with. You can talk the same language. You think the same way. You can almost finish each other's sentences. I mean, it's just a that means someone has the same thinking style as you. Now, on the other hand, everyone in this room also has that person that if you walked into a room and saw them, you'd really want to walk out of the room because they're the dumbest person you've ever met. They can't hold a conversation with you, and you think, wow, this guy's on another planet or this lady's on another planet. What happened is they have a different thinking style than you, probably an opposite thinking style of you. As an individual, you can choose to non not disassociate yourself with that person. As a business, however, you need to reach that whole audience. You need to reach both of those people that you click with and the person that you don't personally click with. And so what a whole brain approach allows you to do is actually speak in the language of four different thinking styles. So the chance of you hitting the language of your entire audience is pretty high. So we usually don't, pe people don't think about how they think until they meet someone like me or read a book about thinking preferences and things of that nature. And a whole brain approach helps you to speak the language of that specific thinking style. So if you go to Brazil, you have to speak Portuguese. If you go to um, Mexico, you have to speak Spanish. So it's helping you speak a language that resonates to them. And there's four different types of thinking styles. So that's what a whole, taking a whole brain approach is. You know, sometimes it just, 
you know, all this stuff becomes overwhelming, I think, at some point, you know? It's really cool, and it works for us and all that. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we just, you know, so much clutter out there. Uh, you know, how do we sort it all out? What do we use and how we use it to our benefit, especially on a business side? Oh, yeah. You know, as more as, is, uh, is this what, uh, you know, what the social relationship management is all about? Definitely. So if everybody remembers correctly, technology was supposed to do what for us? Make things easier. Make things easier, right? Yeah, and a lot of people think that, and I'm a believer that it has made things more productive for us. However, there are a lot of people that would say it just made my life more miserable, right? Because there's so much out there and so much noise, right? There's an app for everything. There's a platform for everything. And there's a business platform. And you'll meet somebody, oh, if you're in business, you have to be in this platform. What this has done, all the CRM tools out there, mm-hmm. and I'm not slamming CRM. I think it's, it's, it, it serves its purpose. But with social media, you have all those contacts on there. You have all the ability to not only understand your business partners and your audience better, because you can see now that they have dogs, that they have children, that you you know where they shop, uh, where they check in on Foursquare, those types of things. So what a social relation management uh, platform is going to do for you is allow you to not only shorten your quality of network, but also understand that network better. So you're going to actually have a place where you can actually not only talk to those people, but provide valuable information for them based on their activities that you're going to see from the different social media and and the different social activities that they do. So it's bringing it all into one place that allows it to be a social relationship management. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are afraid to go out there. Yeah. They're afraid to, uh, you know... Uh, how, uh, how much information should I put out there about myself, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think about my daughter when she was looking for a job. Yeah. And, you know, and we had to say, hey, you know, tune, tone it back a little bit because you don't know who's looking at your Facebook and your, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, does, this is something that uh, – is this more about what you guys are offering as well? Is, it uh, is somewhat. We're going to have a little bit. Yeah, we're going to have some security on there. Um, here's, here's the thing about that. It, it depends on your age. Um, how you look at this whole security thing. Um, and there's several people who, if they hear this broadcast, would actually uh, say what I'm getting ready to say next is not true. However, I've been doing this for a while. There's a lot of statements from a perspective of security and compliance and things of that nature. But the companies that really push security, they're usually selling a security product, right, to try to sell you to buy that product so you feel safer. Yeah. If you give me three hours and $50, I could find out everything about every single person in this room individually if I had three hours and $50. I could probably find out not only where you live, um, the last vacation you took, but also the last meal and get that receipt that you paid for. So this sense of security or lack thereof is the availability of we become a new social world. So the social world is that Here's how I am, and the more information you're out there and the more times you monitor it, you're safer that way than from a perspective of being worried about what you put out there and being worried about what's out there. Um, Because if somebody really wants that information, they're going to get it. So it's more about you knowing what's out there, monitoring what's out there. And then the rule of thumb is don't ever put anything out there that you don't want your grandmother to read. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That's good. That's great. Hey, we're talking to Jim Clark. And Les Adkins with the A-Pocket Company. Well, that's great. Uh, You guys uh, really got something going, I can say that. Uh, 
Uh, tell us what the future looks like for A-Pocket. Uh, is it just uh, launching? What's, uh, what's going on now? Uh, we're going to be launching next week. Uh, and the future really is bright, uh, and it's really undefined to an extent because, as Les talked about earlier, we're going to be listening to our members. Uh, what do they want to have in the system? I mean, we've got ideas. We've got things on the drawing board. But we want to hold back and, and see what, what they tell us. Uh, so we're wanting to design a system that people can use both in their business and personal life. Um, and um, we're hitting the, hitting the market at the right time in terms of technology. Uh, certain aspects around our, our patent, uh, the, the industry is certainly in its infancy. There's a lot of plastic gift cards out there, but the digital card uh, platforms are, are just not have the penetration yet, so we're, we're kind of on the edge of that too. So we're very excited. What brought you two guys together? How did you guys connect? Still trying to figure out that one. <laughs> <laughs> in an elevator? <laughs> yeah. No, um, actually, we were in a B&I group. Yeah. And funny, uh, quick funny story if we have time. We do. Uh, so Jim um, brought me on with this idea, and they, he was so excited about this idea. It had a business plan, and I was asking me from a social business strategy point of view. And this was probably, what, three years ago? Less than that. Okay, probably two <laughs> two years ago, um, and so we sat in a restaurant one day, and he had this he had this great idea, and it was going to come out with this plastic gift card, and it was going to be this company, this plastic company, and uh, not plastic, but plastic gift card company where you'd actually still meet a network and hand somebody to put in your. And I looked at him straight in the face, and I said, "That's great, but that's old school." If you truly, your business is going to only have a two-year lifespan. So if you truly want to make this business successful, you need to have, make it a digital card and make it mobile accessible. And so he always gives me a hard time about putting his entire business plan back two years. And I said, okay. Uh, and then he, he offered me a part. Uh, at the time, I was just a vendor. And uh, he offered me uh, some equity in the company and and then from that day forward, um, he just, I, I'm here because he, I guess he likes to give me a hard time, too, so about the digital well, technology. you sound like the doctor of social media to me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm hoping to be that. That's what my other company does. So, yeah, so hopefully it's a, that's, a, think that's a good title to have. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, the A-Pocket Company, thank you for your time. Thanks, Appreciate Tom. You, thank uh, you. being on the show. Uh, let's move over to, to Neil Stevens. Neil, this is... Uh, Tell us a little bit about Keyworth, Keyworth Bank. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I have people to call that know things like you guys do because uh, not quite that technological savvy. But uh, <clears throat> Keyworth Bank, we are a community bank uh, based in Johns Creek, Georgia, but we have a location here in Gwinnett County. Uh, we started back in 2007, so we just celebrated in October the 16th. We celebrated our six-year anniversary. And uh, we have three full-service locations, one here in Duluth, uh, one in Johns Creek, one in Alpharetta. And uh, we have a loan office over in Cobb County. And we just made a purchase of a uh, branch location in Dunwoody, Georgia, uh, and we'll open that December 13th. So, and we're looking for a full-service site in Cobb. So hopefully within the next year we sh would hope to have five full-service locations that cover sort of the northern metro Atlanta area. And what's uh, Keyworth Bank's uh, key, you know, key market? What's your target market? Yeah, our target market are small to medium-sized companies. Um, we also have all the uh, 
abilities to help consumers as well, but but about 98% of our loans are small business loans. Um, we do, uh, you know, deposit side, we, we do a lot of business with the principals of those companies, and so we get their full relationship as well. So on the deposit side, it's about 50-50 business consumer, but we're predominantly a business-oriented bank. So is it a specific niche that you guys fit? Yeah, within that business uh, category, medical and dental, it makes up about 30% of it. About four or five years ago, we sort of set out to, to build a dental portfolio and medical portfolio. So that's not all we do. By far, that's not all we do. But about 30% of our business is to dentists and doctors and to help them with practice expansion, with lines of credit, with uh, equipment financing, practice buy buy-ins and buy-outs and that sort of thing. So what, what are the biggest challenges in banking, in the banking industry today, Neil? Today, if you're a healthy institution, and I, I would categorize there's sort of two types of banks out there. There are those that aren't so healthy and still have a number of those there because of the crisis that we just came through and are still in to some degree. Um, their biggest challenge is just survival, you know, still working through their problems. But a bank like Keyworth that's healthy and vibrant and growing, uh, loan growth is probably the most challenging uh, thing to, uh, for, for banks today. Any community bank you talk to, everyone is trying to find quality loan growth. And, and you know, we have a certain target, a certain niche that we're after. And to grow that loan portfolio because the demand of the market is is uh, a little less today, but competition is there's more people fishing in the pond that are healthy, the kind of business that we want. It's, it's, uh, that's the biggest challenge. We've fared very well there. We've had really over 10% loan growth, which is well above the industry, but nonetheless, that, that's probably the biggest challenge that the banking industry is facing if you're healthy. We're talking with Neil Stevens, uh, Chief Operating Officer at Keyworth Bank. Neil, uh, what you know, there's a lot of banks out there. Tell us why uh, Keyworth. What differentiates you guys from the competition? What makes you guys better? Well, someone said earlier, uh, making things easy, and I think that's the key. We want to make it simple and easy. Banking can be quite complex. All the regulatory environment that we have to live within as bankers is extremely complex. If we can take all that and translate uh, all that into something that's easy for the customer, and part of that easiness comes from the fact that we have local decision making, so everything that we do at Keyworth is local. Uh, we don't have to send it off to Charlotte or Tampa or anywhere else. It's all done locally. Being responsive and quick uh, is a big key, and the key to both of those is having experienced people. It really all comes down to the, to the people that, that run the institution and they're there every day in the trenches, and, and uh, we, we hire people that are experienced. We don't have, you know, really any one- or two-year bankers. Nothing wrong with those folks, but we don't have the luxury of hiring them. Uh, we have to hire people that are experienced and knowledgeable. Great training, I, I presume. That's, uh, so, uh, and then, you know, we're, we're looking at, uh, you know, the future what what you know are there growth and you know expansion plans for for keyworth bank what's that look we, like? we have a couple of uh things that we continually talk about one is acquisitive growth or you know making acquisitions and we have our eye on other healthy institutions that may want to partner with us and uh we're continually talking with them so we keep those out there in the forefront of our mind and uh but then also, uh, you know, like the expansion to Dunwoody, uh, we look sometimes for branch locations that we could purchase. 
uh, and acquire uh, pieces of another institution like we did in Dunwoody. Uh, and then organic growth. Uh, we're looking to continue to hire quality commercial bankers. If we could find teams of bankers that we could lift out of another organization to come to work for us, that would be uh, part of our growth plans. But uh, we definitely want to continue to grow. We're about $350 million in assets today and sort of have our sights on that $500 million level and then eventually a billion dollars is sort of what we want to become over time. Great vision. That's great. So uh, what, what, what's, what's the culture like? Uh, what's it like to work at Keyworth Bank? We've defined our culture, and I'd say we, the people of our institution, really are the ones who came back and told us as we asked them, how, do, how would you describe our culture? Their response could be boiled down to three basic words, uh, and, and we have a name for each one of these is character, competence, and compassion. And character being, you know, being trustworthy, doing things correctly, doing things obviously ethical, uh, you know, doing what's right, uh, having high character. Secondly, uh, competence, you got to have knowledge and the ability uh, to do your job well and have an experienced people know what they're doing. We put a lot of value and a high standard on being very competent. And then thirdly, compassion, you know, giving back to our people uh, within the bank, our associates, but also our vendors, our customers, the community at large. We do a lot within the communities that we serve. And so I think those three words, at least our people have told us, describe the culture of Keyworth Bank. Hmm. How many locations are there? Well, we have three full service right now and uh, a Cobb loan production office and then the location in Dunwoody, which will be open in mid-December. So like I say, hopefully over time we'll have five full service branches if, if we can get a, a good location in, in Cobb County. So, Neil, how, do, how does a small community bank compete with these large banks? What's it come down to? Well, it, it comes down to what I mentioned earlier. It, it's uh, the fact that we talk a lot of times that we're not a, a, a yacht or a, a barge. We're a speedboat, and so we can be nimble. We can turn quickly. We can, we're very responsive. Our people are extremely experienced. We have extremely low turnover, so the people that have been with us have been with us for a number of years. We've all we've worked together at a previous institution. Eleven of us came from a previous institution to basically start this new institution, Keyworth. And um, so when you got the right people and can be responsive and make it easy for the client, and you have knowledgeable people who don't waste their time, uh, the client's time, uh, that's what it comes down to. And, and not to knock the bigger banks, you know, you have to have certain structures in place when you're a huge institution. There's just no way to run an institution like that without having that. But we feel like we can really run circles around them because of our ability to be quick and nimble and responsive. You know, our other guests, uh, Les and, Neil, and uh, Jim, you know, they're big into technology. How is uh, technology affecting the banking industry? Well, it, it, it has had a major impact on the banking industry. Um, one of the reasons we can compete with the larger institutions, another reason is you don't have to have 200 branches to serve your clients today. Um, we have, uh, there's a technology in the industry called remote deposit capture, which uh, we have clients that are, you know, we have clients in Gainesville, Georgia, other places that we give them what we call the magic box. They put the box on the back of their, you know, credenza, and they can scan checks and, 
it runs right through there, goes right into their bank account uh, without them having to come to the to the bank at all. Uh, we have locations. We feel that that's important for them to be able to come if they would like, but uh, with remote deposit capture, that makes it easy. Plus, we have the, the technology now of mobile banking where you can snap pictures of your checks and those checks go directly into your, your bank account. So, you know, technology has changed the, the landscape of banking, especially for community banks. There's no question. Wow. So, uh, Neil, what, what do you like about, you know, the job? I mean, what do you, got, what, what do you, what, what do you like most about what you do? Well, it's, it's uh, several things. I love what I do. I, I always tell people, whatever job they're in, if, if they're not loving what they're doing, you know, get out of it, go do something else. Um, we often tell our people, we sort of draw a triangle and say, anything you do, if you can match your passion and your talent in a place where you add value, so passion, talent, value, you'll be in your sweet spot, and you'll never work a day in your life. And so... I feel like personally I'm there, um, and uh, I love what I do every day, but it's growing something. It's watching something come from the ground up. It's serving people. It's the opportunity to have a group of employees that we can pour into and coach and watch them develop. Part of our mission is certainly to get a return for our shareholders. We have to do that. We have to make our shareholders happy. But beyond that is to have a positive influence on everyone we come in contact with, and that's the part that gets me up out of bed is the uh, ability to have a positive influence on our clients, on our employees, on our vendors, whoever we may come into contact with. So, so and uh, why don't you tell our listeners how they can reach out to Keyworth Bank and, uh, and, and, and Neil Sh- Stewart? Sure, absolutely. Uh, best place to, to call us is uh, area code 770-753-2300. We'll put you in touch with Keyworth Bank. And... Uh, you know, someone there can, can help you. If you want to talk to me, feel free to ask for, for Neil Stevens. And my direct line is 770-753-2303. And uh, I'll be happy to talk to you. Great. Can't do better than that. Dominic, I just wanted to jump in and say, you know, yes, Neil, how are they different from the bigger financial institutions? And Neil talked about the compassion and being part of the community. You know, and I've been a customer of the institution's bigger ones for years but uh, this week, I'm actually going to Keyworth Bank. They're having a cookout at their Sugarloaf location, hamburgers, hot dogs. All the years I was a member of or a customer of the bigger banks, never had anything like that. But now with Keyworth Bank, they do that type of thing. So I think that's phenomenal. And they really do put their, no pun intended, money where their mouth is. And they are part of the community. So they, th- there's that special family feel that I'm going to experience this Friday at the Sugarloaf location. Absolutely. I'm glad you're coming. That's awesome. We'll have an extra hot dog or two for you. and. It'll be a, a great day. We, those events always turn out real well when we do them, and hopefully the weather will, will cooperate with us. Absolutely. That is a friendly approach, i got to say. That's great. Well, let me circle back with Jim and, uh, and, and Les, and why don't you guys tell our listeners how they can reach out to the A-Pocket and, um, and get more information about your company. Well, right now the best way to go is go to www.apocket.com. Pre-register, and uh, all the information will be coming out uh, electronically beginning next week. And it's like it's spelled, it's like it sounds, A-P-O-C-K-E-T dot com. Perfect, perfect. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on the show. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. Thank you, guys, Jim, Les, Neil, and uh, I'm Dominic Rainey with CDI Managed Services, where we work with companies to maximize their IT investment and infrastructure 
and cloud support and solutions. Uh, to listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcast, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to IT solutions and cloud support, CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud. <laughs>